You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello there and welcome to Locked On Suns, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Kellen Olson, your host of Locked On Suns. We have a bit of news to get to, of course. Archie Goodwin was released by the team, a bit of a surprise today at the roster deadline. If you are hearing some noise, by the way, Eddie is actually in the car today. We've had to kind of uh, take a couple of adjustments, make a couple of adjustments here in order to get the episode up today. But we promised you an episode today on weekdays, and we're bringing you one. How are you doing today, Eddie? I'm doing good, man. Just in this rush hour, rush hour traffic, trying to get where I need to be. Yep. Uh, Eddie, later today is going to be on Arizona Sports. By the time you're hearing this, around 6 o'clock or so, he'll actually be on Arizona Sports 98.7 doing a uh, season preview episode. I believe Earl Watson, Dem Booker are going to be on it. He's joined by John, the wonderful John Bloom, I should say. Uh, and yeah, just look for that. So uh, if you're listening to the podcast now, I recommend actually just pausing it, going listening to that live on the radio, and then coming back for us later tonight. But the big news today was Archie Goodwin was released by the team. I was actually at practice today along with a few others, and uh, they were just doing their usual five-on-five scrimmage at the end. Watson spoke. uh, I believe Watson was the only person to speak to pretty much all of the media. And, like, McDonough went up the stairs uh, of the practice facility to go to his office or whatever. I didn't even – I wasn't really even paying attention to where Archie was because I was just noticing that John Jenkins – and uh, Derek Jones, the two guys who were on the edge of the roster, were still practicing and out there. Didn't really keep an eye on Archie, but he left a couple of minutes later, and then I checked my phone, and sure enough, five minutes later, he was uh, released. So either he got a talking, he got talked to about it, or whatever happened, happened. Um, so this release was really fast, it seemed like, and I'm not sure if Archie knew the day of, or he found out right after practice, but regardless, what is the situation like being released, Eddie? I know you've been released before from a team. What is that whole encounter like? Well, the, the time that I was released was when I was with the Charlotte Bobcats, and they, they were expansion team. Uh, Bernie Bickerstaff called me in the office, and he basically said he was going to release me because they were going to get Kareem Rush. And basically, did I want to sit on the bench because he was taking my minutes, or mm-hmm. did I want to get released to try to get picked up? Of course, I wanted to get picked up by another team. I was having a career year at that point. It was early on, but I still was average double figures. I would think I was top three in steals in the league at the time. And um, so it, it's, it's an awkward moment for you because it's like it's getting cut basically and yep. that was the first time I had ever been cut from anything in my life so it was a it was a humbling experience but at the same time if you are a, a, a real professional you know that you have opportunities to go somewhere else if you conducted yourself in a professional manner throughout the time you've been in the league or on a team and you will have an opportunity to get picked up by somebody else if you have the talent to do so and um, for me luckily um, I got picked up for, by Milwaukee mm-hmm. for just two weeks and it was just two weeks but that two weeks kept me in the league they in turn released me and I end up getting picked up by Sacramento at that time and we go to the playoffs and uh, that's the year Chris, Chris Weber got traded to Philadelphia for Kenny Thomas and yeah. uh, but the, the, the way you feel when you get released is almost like, damn, I failed. But at the same time, you know you have an opportunity if you, like I said before, take care of all the other things. And that is being a good professional, making sure you're on time to, to things, making sure that 
you're not getting any into any trouble away from the game because mm-hmm. that can be detrimental to you being picked up by another team. So um, I had any any of those things. I didn't have any of those things going on. So it was able for me, it was easy for me to get picked up and uh, with my track record. So um, it, it's not a good feeling, but at the same time. The best thing for Archie is that this is not the situation for him. No, it's not. And with that being said, it could be other places to where he can be productive and his talents can be used to benefit the team and him as, at the same time. So it's kind of a bittersweet thing when you know that they're not using me at all and I'm not in their plans. So instead of just sitting here and wasting another year, I'm able to go somewhere else potentially and have an opportunity to showcase my skills and show that I am a, a good professional and I can be productive in this league. So it's kind of bittersweet. It's, it's one of those things. So uh, best of luck to Archie moving forward. And uh, he should land on his feet. He has great intangibles. And uh, I think the thing with him is playing time. Yeah. He just needs to play more. The more he plays, I think the better he will have a, a chance to grow and get better. It's interesting that you mentioned that part of your conversation with Bickerstaff and him specifically mentioning, like, there's this situation where we're bringing this guy in and you can sit on the bench or we're going to let you go and hopefully get more playing time somewhere else because getting more playing time somewhere else is what Archie's really going to be looking for because this year there's Tyler Ulis, Leandro Barbosa, and Brandon Knight on the bench already, uh, and then Devin Booker and Eric Bledsoe are going to play a ton of minutes, so it's very unlikely for him to see much time at all this season and then last season he did get some extended run at point guard but immediately when Ronnie Price got healthy he was sort of put back into a bench role and he's just never been able to find the right mix of playing time and development I don't feel like either side is to really blame in the lack of his growth as a player because there just hasn't been the open playing time is available remember they didn't expect Devin Booker to come in here and play 30 to 35 minutes a game towards the end of the season but that's what happened because of how good he turned out to be. And, of course, that took a, a couple of opportunities away from Archie already. So Archie's growth has been – it's been about him growing as a possible point guard or even just a playmaker at the two. And it's been his defense and his shot. And we just haven't seen enough development in either three of those areas for him to really be warranted another year here to stay on the bench and grow in practice and things like that. And now it's time for him – to take whatever he has in this league and go somewhere else, which surely will happen. He has too much talent. He's only 21 years old still. It's easy to forget that because of how long ago he was drafted, but that's the appeal of a guy like Archie is that he is so young and he has a lot of upside. He is great at attacking the rim. Like He is very good for the average NBA guard at attacking the rim and finishing. So with that in mind, I don't think it's that big of a loss for the Suns, and it probably also adds a little bit of com- camaraderie to the end of the bench, Eddie, because I think you're looking at uh, Owen Sanborn, my buddy tweeted this out today, is you're looking less at a guy at the end of the bench who could possibly get frustrated with a lack of playing time and more guys like Jones and Jenkins who are happy to be there and will lend the right support. So, Eddie, can you talk about how the, the place Archie's at right now, it's really a crossroads in his career. Yeah, well, he, he's at that place now to where it's, it's the opportunity for him to either go somewhere and show that he can play in this league so he can stay around in this league, or it'll be a, this will be a time to where 
he's not going to be in the league and he'll be playing in other leagues, be it in Italy, be it in Spain, be it wherever it's at. But his opportunity to stay in this league is right now and wherever he lands, he has to make sure that he does make an impact when he gets there. That it, And also his agent has to do a good job in making sure that he's getting placed in a place that he can be productive and it's a, it's a place to where it's conducive for his skills and his skill set. And um, looking at it, you know, it's so the, the league is so fast to, to cut ties with guards because I feel like they feel guards are a dime a dozen. You can find little guys everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote, little guys and big guys come at a premium. But sometimes little guys don't get as much. Well, not sometimes all the time. They don't get as much rope as the big guys do. And the big guys, you should cut ties with them because they usually come with a heavier price tag. And I'm leading this into saying that to say this. Alex Lynn is at a crossroads, too. Oh, yeah. Luckily, luckily he's on still on a team and under contract because he was a number one overall pick for them. Not overall in the draft, but their first pick. You see what I'm saying? So um, he's at a crossroads himself. And just the same way that you could cut ties and see that guys don't fit just because you made a bad draft pick doesn't mean you have to always that you have to bite that bullet. You can get rid of extra baggage and that's being somebody that's not being productive for your team that's not helping your team in any way that's that you keep giving opportunities to over and over again either they get hurt or they're not playing as well as they should be playing or they were projected to be playing um opportunities to to, to finally come around and alex lynn has had plenty of opportunities and i think he's also at a crossroads to where either he is going to be a guy that they get rid of at the end of this year. They're not going to, unless he balls out of control, he's either going to get let go this year or they're going to find a way to try to trade him. Yeah, it's it's a different spectrum. It's a different side of the spectrum, but they're on the same spectrum. They're underachieving draft picks. And Len is a different case because he's a big man, but also because he was a top five pick. And while the expectations of safe to say they've lowered in terms of the type of player he can be, like, the hope now is he can just be a productive defensive center. Like, we're not even looking at the offensive skill set really anymore that was promising for him. We're just looking for you can be an athletic, mobile seven footer who can knock down an open jumper and then just be above average defensively. That's kind of what you want out of him at this stage in his career. And his crossroads is much more different than Archie's because Archie's playing for a job, but Alex Len is playing for a huge contract extension right now when the league is getting so much TV money. And he's obviously going to have a big payday in front of him if he plays well. But even if he doesn't play well, I think the pedigree of his uh, talent coming out of his one year at Maryland, but also he did play really well in 2014-15 and showed uh, bits of the type of player he can be. And then if he just shows parts of that this year, and even if he's still inconsistent, he is still going to like make money and be like a backup center on a team, at least or even a starting center in some situations, but they're definitely both in the same area where it's put up or shut up time for both of them. Yeah, it definitely isn't, you know, be, being a big man, they are at a premium. They feel like I said earlier, guards come dime a dozen. You can't, it's not mm-hmm. that many seven footers walking around that can play basketball. Yep. It's, it's, it's people out there that's tall, but not all of them are tall. that can play. And that will keep him in the league. You know, his, his luxury is his, his height. And that's the, that's the thing he has to lean on. I mean, the way he's been shooting the ball, his percentages are just abysmal. I mean, 
from the field in the preseason is definitely unacceptable. And 60%, and you don't expect big men to shoot free throws well, but no. Tyson Chandler's shooting a higher percentage than Lynn, and Lynn is supposed to be a better scorer than Tyson Chandler. So that's where you start. A, you, you have to start looking and, and understanding the game in different ways. And, I mean, I know guys do analytics and um, look at everything and, and break everything down. So that's something that I know that they have to see. Yeah, they they know about his finishing. I think they've shown uh, he took, I believe, 16 or 17 shots in that game against the Lakers, so they're still trying to use him as a primary option every now and then offensively or at least testing. I, I would say testing it out is the more apt way of saying that because last year was the end of the year. Really, they weren't really playing for anything, so they tried him out as for 10, 15 games as the primary option offensively. Didn't work out. Didn't work out in that game in uh, L.A. either. He shot 40% again, had four or five turnovers again, and it's the same old story with him. And that's going to be a big thing to watch for this team in the upcoming season is his progression, hopefully. Right. And see, when I look at stuff like that, he's a top five pick, so they're going to they're gonna ride him as long as they can and they finally say, hey, there's – there's no more riding in this horse. This horse can't go anymore, you know. And, and will Archie not in the same boat because he's not that high of a draft pick? You know, he wasn't taken as a top five pick. But to me, Archie has shown growth. He has shown yep. spurts that he could do things. And that's how I, I look at it. Like, you let a guy go that has shown flashes of doing something good to a, as opposed to keeping a guy that you're hoping. And that, it goes back to this. When you draft people on potential, that word is the worst word in sports because when you're telling me is that he's never done it and maybe we can get him to do it. Yep. And I, I don't I don't like uh, that word. I don't like drafting on potential or getting a guy on potential. I like getting a guy on what the facts is. This is what he does and this is how he can do it. We'll go to Devin Booker. He shot fantastic in his first in his only year at Kentucky. And he came in and he did the same thing. Those things translated. It wasn't potentially he could be a good shooter. We could work on it. No, he's a good shooter now, and we know that and that's why they, they end up taking him. And he's not only a good shooter. Devin Booker is, a, is, is becoming a great scorer. Yeah, it's also about situation, right? Because look at the bigs in Philly, for example. They're lopsided with bigs right now. So maybe Alex Len is in a position like this where he's not as – uh, fortuitous to get playing time to start a lot of games and he could be uh, in a situation like Archie's of course the difference in their draft pick level and the level of prospects they were seen as helps with how, their opportunities but also Archie's just never had space on this team and when there has been space for him to play due to injuries and stuff it's been taken away from him as soon as those guys come back he hasn't really earned the playing time back uh, from what we've seen, at least from the coaches. Uh, he has played well in spurts, though, and has shown improvement. And I definitely think he's a guy that's not going to clear waivers. I see another team picking him up, and it's up to him to see what he does with that opportunity because I think whatever team picks him up is going to have a need at guard, and that's where he could really uh, flourish and find his real role in this league. There's countless guys that have been in situations, like even even yours, like you found your – flourish later on in your career with Phoenix and then Boston and a guy like Chauncey Billups is one that always comes to mind when guys that were drafted relatively high don't figure it out in their first or second location Jalen Rose was in Denver there's lots of guys like that in this league yeah there and you know the thing with Archie is I understand I've been in his shoes before and this could be very it's not only humbling but it could be demoralizing that sign it can 
really affect you if you allow it to. And so which way he's at that crossroad, which road is he going to take? Is he going to take the road of self-pity or is he going to take the road and and grab the bull by the horns and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to show them. I can't wait to get on another team. And I hope we play them four times a year. Like that's the mentality that he needs to have if he's going to be successful. He can't take the other road and feel sorry for himself because nobody's going to feel sorry for you. This is the business of basketball. You are in the business of basketball. This is what comes with it. And you're either going to make it or you're not. And I don't see that he has that type of mentality because the way he has played without giving. Well, he has not had the opportunity, like you said, Mm -hmm. he hasn't had the opportunity. And when he has had the opportunity, he shows flashes and then the rug is swept right, uh, pulled right from underneath him to where he's back on the bench and somebody else comes in and play. And those things can definitely hurt your confidence but at the same time it seemed like his confidence never wavered and he still was the same guy in attack mode whenever he got into the game so i think he'll be perfectly fine out there but it is a it is a point to where as you're a young guy you got a fragile psyche uh, going through this type of thing for the first time it's almost like a failure thing and when you really haven't failed but it's it's, it's almost that type of feeling so it's where is he going to go? I expect him to go in the right direction, but it's always that cloud of doubt where where yeah. he will end up. So um, the best of luck to him. And uh, absolutely, know, that, that's all I can yeah. say. I think it's a negative situation, obviously, because someone's losing their job. But it's going to be a net positive for both people. Archie's probably going to move on to the best situation and chance he's had in the league for the past year or two. And then for the Suns, they don't have to worry about getting Archie that playing time anymore, and they can focus more on guys like Jones and Jenkins who are more positive about being on the end of the bench. But we will be back tomorrow with uh, our season previews. We're going to talk some NBA predictions tomorrow and then give our Suns predictions Wednesday while also previewing the home opener. It's Wednesday. The NBA regular season is here. It starts tomorrow. So if you guys are looking forward to that as much as we have. Eddie, plug your Twitter, recent, your new Twitter. Yes, E House underscore Mr. 61, E-House underscore MR61. That's directly linked in the uh, Locked On Suns bio of the Twitter. That's at Locked On PHX Suns. You can follow me on Twitter at Kellen Olson, K-E-L-L-A-N, O-L-S-O-N. And we will be back again tomorrow. See you guys then.